Welcome to the Protoss Podcast. Today's date is Friday the 24th of September and you're listening to a weekly roundup of the most important stories from the past week as reported by us. This week, we cover Coinbase bringing down its new service Lend. Then it's El Salvador, where the president hasn't quite been able to reap the benefits of buying the dip just yet anyway. Before finally, news of Bitcoin.org, the site that hosts the Bitcoin white paper, which has been hacked by scammers with a taste for pop-up ads. But first... We started the week with the news that a US markets watchdog has widened its investigation of Binance to include allegations of insider trading. The move rounds out a slew of probes to hit the top crypto exchange just this year. According to a report from Bloomberg, an anonymous whistleblower has claimed that Binance staff have abused their access to millions of customer transactions to manipulate crypto markets for personal gain. Specifically, it's claimed that these insiders had been trading with knowledge of customer orders before executing them. And the Commodities and Futures Trading Commission is on the case. In a statement to Bloomberg, a Binance spokesperson maintained that the company has zero tolerance for insider trading, as well as a strict ethical code to prevent harm to its users and the crypto industry at large. They also claim that Binance has internal guidelines for investigating wrongdoing and said termination was the minimum response. Now, these allegations are just some of the latest to dog the Cayman Islands registered company this year. The CFTC had probed Binance back in March over whether US citizens had access to its crypto derivatives such as Bitcoin futures. But as Binance isn't registered with the CFTC, it can't legally offer crypto derivatives to US residents. And in May, Binance attracted the attention of both the US Internal Revenue Service and the Department of Justice over potential money laundering on its platform. The two departments were spurred on by a report from analytics firm Chainalysis, which claimed Binance had attracted more than a quarter of the $2.8 billion in criminally tied Bitcoin detected on crypto exchanges in 2019. And in July, Binance subsidiary Wazir X found itself in hot water with India's anti-money laundering agency. The investigation opened up after allegations surfaced that the subsidiary allowed the washing of more than $134 million for local gambling apps. Specifically, Indian authorities claimed that Wazir X failed to vet its users and their transactions, violating the country's Foreign Exchange Act. Now, probes are one thing, but countries are also kicking the exchange out. In June, the UK's Financial Conduct Authority banned it from carrying out any regulated activity in the country. And although cryptocurrencies aren't regulated in the UK, the authority's actions do preclude Binance from offering crypto derivatives trade. Malaysia is another, banning Binance in August for operating an illegal digital asset exchange. And South Korea forced Binance to severely trim its product offerings. Ontario, Italy, Thailand, the Netherlands, Poland, the Cayman Islands, Singapore, Hong Kong and Japan have all either sent Binance warnings or booted it out altogether in 2021. Next up, it's been less than two weeks since Coinbase chief exec Brian Armstrong posted an aggressive Twitter thread accusing the US Securities and Exchange Commission of, quote, sketchy behaviour. And now, Coinbase is scrapping its proposed interest-bearing crypto accounts. Coinbase Lend would have offered interest rates of up to 4% on so-called stablecoins. The company boasted this would offer, quote, higher interest without higher risk. 
as it is, the product will be shuttered and the waitlist nixed. The decision to stop the programme was a quiet but speedy one from the multi-billion dollar freshly Nasdaq-listed company. Coinbase stock, which had previously rallied before news of its Wells notice became public, is now trading at $238, 15% lower than in early September. A Wells notice is a formal letter that states that the SEC, or the US Financial Industry Regulatory Authority, also known as FINRA, plans to bring civil legal action against a company or individual. Now, while the notice isn't a lawsuit, it confirms that an investigation has concluded, the regulator has discovered some issues and the respondent can argue their case before a lawsuit arrives. Historically, a Wells notice results in a company paying a civil penalty or appearing in court facing off a US regulator. Now, Brian Armstrong had some interesting thoughts about the SEC's opinion of Coinbase Lend, but now the exchange could be attempting to avoid any possible repercussions entirely by recalling its Lend product. In an update to Coinbase's Medium, with no comment from execs, the exchange stated it's, quote, not launching the USDC APY program and claims it will not stop looking for ways to bring innovative products to its customers, end quote. Interestingly, Coinbase Lend would have seen the leading US exchange transition from generating revenue almost entirely from spot trading fees, which Coinbase has been trying to move away from. Just last week, it lodged an application with the National Futures Association, indicating its plan to launch crypto derivatives. On to Wednesday now, and for El Salvador's president, Nayib Bukele, buying the dip isn't quite paying off. Bukele began acquiring Bitcoin earlier this month, just before El Salvador declared the cryptocurrency as legal tender on September 7th. Bitcoin tanked a pearl-clutching 15% that day, despite the crypto community's pledge to spend $30 on BTC in solidarity with El Salvadorans, who could unlock that amount by signing up to Bukele's Chivo app. Now, we calculated that Bukele spent close to $25.8 million on his first three buys, which amounted to 550 Bitcoin. Bukele disclosed those purchases in quick succession from the evening of September 6th through the following afternoon. The self-styled coolest dictator in the world was then likely to have spent a touch under $6.6 million on another 150 Bitcoin on Monday. Altogether, we estimate Bukele bought El Salvador's 700 Bitcoin for about $35.1 million. And that works out to be an average price of $50,150 per Bitcoin. But Bitcoin, under pressure from wider market jitters attributed to the collapsing Chinese property developer Evergrande, currently trades at $43,000. Bukele hasn't disclosed the exact prices at which he bought the dip. Still, it's likely that El Salvador is currently underwater by about 15% on their Bitcoin, now worth $30 million. So, Bukele is down $5 million in his first two weeks of Bitcoin investing at the present time. But of course, as always with crypto, anything could happen at any time. But if Bitcoin continues to fall and enters bear market territory, Bukele's penchant for buying the dip could become a very public tutorial in dollar cost averaging. 
And finally, to round off the week, Bitcoin.org was hacked early Thursday morning. Visitors to the well-known Bitcoin portal were greeted with a giveaway scam instead of the infamous white paper and other crypto-related educational materials. Pop-ups promised the first 1,000 lucky users that transferring Bitcoin to some nefarious wallets would return double the amount. At the same time, the pop-up was blocking all activity on the website. Bitcoin.org was subsequently taken offline for a short time, but the site has since been restored. And what did the great scam take away? Well, according to the block, in one hour, the address received 0.4 Bitcoin. That's about $17,700. The website's pseudonymous domain owner tweeted to confirm that Bitcoin.org had suffered a hack. And Cobra has dealt with their fair share of headaches because of their online educational resource. And Thursday's hack is just the latest example. Bitcoin.org suffered a distributed denial of service or DDoS cyber attack earlier this year. The perps demanded 0.5 Bitcoin or $22,300 to restore the service. This came just days after the London High Court ordered Cobra to cough up $50,000 in legal costs. Australian businessman Craig Wright had won a default judgment when Cobra didn't respond to a copyright claim against the Bitcoin white paper. White claims to be Bitcoin's creator, Satoshi Nakamoto. However, he's yet to offer any proof. Curiously, Cobra earlier this month revealed that someone else professing to be Nakamoto has decided to battle Wright. The other Satoshi applied for a court hearing to undo the judgment. It's not clear yet, though, who's responsible for Thursday's hijacking of Bitcoin.org. Although the hacker's pop-up featured similar language to a Bitcoin scam that plagued Twitter in July 2020. Quote, the Bitcoin Foundation is giving back to the community, the Bitcoin.org pop-up read. This is similar to tweets from accounts pretending to be celebrities and influencers, which lured followers into handing over Bitcoin. After a successful social engineering campaign, a crew of young hackers broke into Twitter's back-end systems and commandeered verified accounts belonging to the likes of Jeff Bezos and Barack Obama, the youngest of which was an 18-year-old Florida teen who received a three-year stint in a juvenile detention centre for his involvement in the exploit. Since then, three more members have been detained. And that's your lot. Thank you for listening. We hope you enjoyed this week's episode, but we realise there's only so much that we can cover in under 10 minutes. So if you want more of the stories that matter, then check out Protoss.com. And don't forget to subscribe to the Protoss podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts or any other major podcast provider for more weekly roundups. We'll be back next week. See you then. <laughs>